listening to the SBP Podcast Mobile Filmmaking, episode 141, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. Hey, guess what? This is this is gonna be a really fun show for you. And our guest is in LA, but he's he's coming on here in just a minute. And before I do that, though, before he gets on here. I just wanted to ask you a question. I don't know if you know this or not, but I've been providing this podcast free to you and you're on my mind constantly when I'm preparing this. I'm doing this for free for you. It does cost me, but it doesn't cost you anything. And one thing that I, I would love to know or at least think that's happening is that you're sharing it with people that you care about, people who perhaps might get some sort of benefit from listening to this. I hope you're getting some benefit from it because, I mean, that's why I'm doing it. My my main purpose for doing this in in the first place was because back in 2017, there was no one else doing this. No one else had a dedicated podcast for mobile filmmakers and smartphone video enthusiasts. And so I had all these people that I had connections with through, you know, pioneering this whole film festival, uh, smartphone film festival thing. And because of that, I got to have wonderful, really cool, passionate and inspiring conversations with a lot of filmmakers from around the world. And some of them come to our film festival every year and we have some pretty decent conversations here but you know doing videos of those conversations is very time consuming and takes a lot of work and it takes time away from people who come to San Diego to our film festival and enjoy themselves Uh, not to mention all the little technical stuff like you know recording over an hour with each guest and then trying to fill the um you know the video with stuff that's interesting to you anyways aside from all that i thought wow you know being you know having a podcast which i had no idea how to do myself i had to go all in and research do all this research i had to buy this equipment i had to figure a lot of stuff out i've learned a lot i can literally teach this now and one of the things that really prompted me to do it was having the people that I that I meet through emails people that submit films or that want to submit films that that for whatever reason don't all these people meaning you if you're listening to this you know I'm talking to you right and I, I figured you know what a lot of times you can't come to the film festival uh it's totally fine uh, I I get it. You know, you're in another country across the world and, you know, the situation is not like, oh, I can take, you know, take a vacation, which is great to take a vacation and come to San Diego out of all places. So I thought, wow, you really need to meet these filmmakers. You really need to you really need to hear all these stories. And I want to share these conversations that I get to have with all these people. And what a great way to do it by bringing it to your ears in the way that you're listening to this right now. And I thought, well, 
you know what? I'm going to do the work and I'm going to do it because I care that you know this. And um, if you know about me, you know about the film festival and all these things, I'm not looking to be rich or anything close to it. I'm, I'm looking to provide a platform for what has become a growing global mobile filmmaking community. And I love to bring everyone together. And if I can't bring you here in person for whatever reason, and, and even if I can, um, it's always temporary. Uh, but, you know, I can come to you through your ears in this podcast, bring you all the wonderful guests that, that I bring to you. I know, you know, everyone is different. Uh, they all share some great stories and tips and information. Everyone knows that my goal here is to inspire you. And so, you know, I would like to know that you're sharing this. I would like to know that not only are you listening, but you appreciate it somehow. If you're getting something out of this, please give back uh, any little thing that you can give back. Uh, we have a buy me a I have a buy me a coffee uh, account and Patreon and things like that. I never really ask for those things. I just put the links in the notes uh, and hope that someone will give. But you know, after five years of doing this, I've got a lot invested in this. I could quit this any moment, of course. And, you know, it's not something I would like to do at all. I continue to do this on my own, no matter what. I, I will keep bringing this to you. But if you get something out of it, if you like it, if you're listening, you know, um, if you can't support uh, what I'm doing and, you know, help me out a little bit with those through those links, then at least, you know, share it. You know, let people know that you're listening to it. Let them know what you get out of it, you know. So that's all. That's all I wanted to mention to you. But, yeah, it just, I, I, I'm sitting here prepping everything and I'm going, wow, it's been over five years since I started this. Uh, late October of 2017 when I started this. And here we are. It's um, past the middle of January when I'm recording this right now. So this is episode 141. And my guest is coming on right now. I'll introduce you to him and get ready. You guys, this is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting and you're going to get a lot out of it. So let's go. Let's get down and let's get to it. And it's, it's midnight. It's midnight. It's actually past it's, midnight. Oh my God. It's actually tomorrow. We're into it's, the future. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's my mom's birthday actually today. Oh, happy birthday to Levi's mom. Happy birthday, mom. Her name's Tracy. Oh, Tracy, you're a rock star. She's a pretty cool lady. Yes. And you are Levi's mom. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I think we should start this. Um, in case you haven't noticed, <laughs> um, this is the SBP podcast, and we're talking to Levi Austin Morris, who's in L.A. Hello. And Levi just uh, finished and completed 
his epic first mobile feature film. Am I correct on all this before? That is correct. Yeah, okay. this is the first feature that I did on a mobile film, yeah, uh, or mobile phone, yeah. I do that all the time, too. It's It sounds alike. Um, so the first feature, and I have to tell you, uh, because I mean, this is not the reason we're talking, but of course it helps to know that he submitted it to the International Mobile Film Festival for this year. And, sure did. <laughs> and last year, he was literally at the film festival. He didn't have a film. He wasn't participating in that sense. But he had participated and planned to come with his short film, The Tea, which, by the way, your performance was incredible. It's my favorite. Uh, Aww, on that, on thank that you very film. much. Yes. That was, a, that was a very fun film to do. Yes. And yeah. so he did that in 2020, was planning to come. And then the governor decided to, well, it wasn't his fault. It was the, the, it was whole, the entire country, the entire the whole world. world was shutting yeah. down. At, yeah. at, but, you know, it started at the, you know, like literally just a few weeks before our yeah. film festival. So we switched gears. But, you know, finally, <laughs> yeah. in 2022, last April, you came to the film festival, yeah, and you. We finally got to meet in person, um, mm -hmm. uh, Levi. You Gosh, I can't believe that was our first time meeting because I feel like I've been talking to you forever. But you're right; that was the first time yeah. that we met. Yeah, that's what happens, you know, when you in in this, it, you know, like okay, so this is a niche. What they they're calling a niche, even though it's yeah. mainstream, right? Yeah. And the thing about it is that when you talk to people here, um, you know, like. Like I was I was just sharing, you know, with our listeners before you got here that I've been doing this podcast. I've been <laughs> doing I've been recording this podcast for 17. I mean, sorry, for over five years since 2017, okay. late 17. OK, wow. I know. Good for you. Well, I think so. The whole thing that keeps me going with this is conversations with people like you that I know that are you know, that you who is listening, you're getting something out of this. Mm. And so, you know, every time a guest comes on, I'm like, well, my purpose with our conversation is to inspire people, you know, to, yeah. to live out, to, to realize their dream. It yeah. just so happens that in, we focus on mobile filmmaking and, um, you know, I had to go to the Apple store today. It'd be funny if they were listening right now because I was <laughs> talking about the podcast and the film festival and I was sharing with them, you know, the reason, you know, that I do this is the connection, the connection mm. that we all have with each other. And that comes through the stories. And that's the powerful thing that we can tell the best stories that can in the format that is the best to tell stories with, which is movies. Mm -hmm. And it's because of a phone. And I told them, sure. I'm like, it doesn't have to be an iPhone. And they they were shocked. And yeah. they, they just like their mouths, their jaws dropped open. Wait, you mean people are making films with something other than the iPhones? I'm like, yeah, Android mm. phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were shocked. They, they thought everybody was just making movies. So... Let's drive this home. Now, I know you did also with the iPhone. 
I did. I, it was yeah. an iPhone. It was two iPhones, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk about, uh, let's, let's go into this. Now, Levi, share. Now, I, I do want to share that the last time that we spoke, it was episode, I believe it was 100 and, 102. I feel like I'm talking okay. about a fever. <laughs> <laughs> You but know, a good fever. Had a, had a fever <laughs> of 102. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, it was episode 102, and um, the date was June 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, it I'm was right after, it was just before we started shooting then, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was right before we started shooting. Wow. Because, you know, what happened was, remember we did that Zoom panel? Yeah. 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 And so it, it maybe I'll just throw a link for, for you guys. Uh, I'll throw a link in there as well to that panel so you can see yeah. <laughs> uh, Levi. Um, yeah, we were we were doing that panel and then we did this this thing and you were you were you were holding the campaign, the funding campaign, mm-hmm. which yeah. was incredible. I, I I actually would would ask you listeners to um to listen to that one because you're going to learn a lot about funding campaigns and you know if you fund your own films you can not only make better films but you can seriously own them and you make new friends oh for sure yeah so all right so now tell us uh because from that point forward what have you been up to (laughs) oh my lord So since June of 2021, well, uh, we filmed in July of 2021. So literally right after you and I uh, did our thing, we we successfully raised the funds for production uh, with our campaign. And then we went into production. I had worked on sort of the storyboarding and the shot list and everything prior to that so that we were ready. Um, my producer was incredible and got all the, uh, props and everything that we needed together. Um, and all the, the team that we needed, we, we had, uh, in place. And so we started filming in July and we filmed, uh, it throughout July, 2021, we had 16 shooting days. They were 14 hour days. They were incredibly long. (laughs) Um, they were stressful, but they were fun. Um, and you did take weekends off or something, right? Like I told you, we, we, yes, like I told you, it wasn't, you did tell us to, we did not take weekends off, but we, we would film like a few days. Um, there were a couple of days that were overnight shoots. And so when we were, when I was scheduling the overnight shoots, I, uh, took the advice of you and others. And (laughs) I, um, made sure to schedule uh, a day that we could all rest in between some of those overnights so that we got an enough rest. Um, so yeah, I think we started, I want to say like July 6th was when we started and we didn't finish until like July 28th because of like taking some time off, uh, as during the process as well. Um, but yeah, it was 16 days uh, and most of the days were 14 hour days. Um, and we shot the film and then, uh, once I started editing in, it took me a while. Uh, there was some personal stuff in my life that it took me a while to get back into editing. Um, but I got back into editing in, I will say like December. You dipped Uh, in and out of the zone. Yes. Yeah. But December I started editing, I think. And then, uh, I had a rough cut by, I want to say April and then I was fine tuning it until probably 
August. And I want to say in August I had a, a, a final, like, this is the film. Um, nice. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we started to submit. So we started submitting to various festivals. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, okay. So I've had the privilege, you guys, obviously (laughs) there's no way I'm going to sit here and talk about a film that I didn't watch. Um, (laughs) that'd be horrible. Um, but I watched the film and I noticed at the end credits, you gave every one of your, um, you know, the people that, that helped funding. Oh, for sure. We're all in the credits and it's such a great film. You guys, you know, when you're funding a campaign, you never really know, right. Yeah. Uh, what you're going to get, you know, from, from, from that, you know, your name is going to be in the credits. There's some films that I've worked on and they're not illegal films. If you know what I mean, (laughs) Uh (laughs) it's not porn or anything like that. It's just like, (laughs) there were not films that I'm, proud of you know how they turned out yeah Uh, because one thing is production and everything Mm -hmm. in production you do your best and you know you're giving them the goods and then what they do with it after that you don't really get to see it yeah you know and sometimes you're going what happened to it and Mm -hmm. they couldn't they couldn't finish it so you never it never goes anywhere but if it did you're like i don't want my name on that attached to it yeah. yeah but you in this film, everyone whose name is in the credits is, and you did a good job on the credits. I could see like all these titles and all the names and, you know, it's a big deal for doing (laughs) that. You know, this you're, you're an actor, you know, as well. So, you know, that if your name is not in the credits, um, it doesn't. So I watched avatar two. Okay. And I went to the theater and I was telling my friend, we're standing there. I was trying to, we were trying to leave, but I was looking at the credits and uh-huh. I, and it was like an overwhelming <clears throat> amount of credits, you know? For sure. And yeah. I said, and there were like a million names all fitting into, you know, I, I mean, it's a huge screen, but it, the names were little. <laughs> and I yeah. said, I said, uh, I told her, I said, you know, if your name is not, I mean, even if you just served coffee. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Of course, it's more than that, but I'm just saying everybody has to be in it because if you're not in the credits, no matter what, then as far as the industry goes, you weren't a part of that film. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And so imagine the people whose names are in this film. Um, now, I'm not I'm not being silly here. I'm not comparing this to Avatar, of course. <laughs> But I'm telling We're you, not the, there quality, yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> the quality of the film is is better than what you you would expect from an iPhone. You know, I mean, it really is. You did an, I appreciate a, that. an incredible. You're an independent filmmaker and you yeah. pulled off a real independent film. You know Thank what I'm you saying? So much. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You did. You did a great job. And as as I keep preaching here, you also had good actors. Yeah. You know, and that plays a lot into it. Yeah. You know, and the direction was good. And I know you were acting and directing, but the direction was good. The timing on things, you know, I mean, this is spooky. (laughs) That is what we hope, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the films, about the film itself so that, you know, everyone understands what the heck we're talking about here. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a movie, uh, about, uh, a woman who is suffering from sleep paralysis. Um, she has some trauma in her past, uh, with her family and she's been suffering from sleep paralysis, uh, with, uh, an entity that visits her while she sleeps. Um, and she starts to believe that this entity is more than just in her dreams. So she hires a paranormal investigator, uh, to come and help her sort of figure that out. And we sort of like go into that and, uh, and as well as sort of like solving the trauma and the grief and the, everything that she's been, um, going through that caused that paralysis. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, now, it was, and, and oh, it ahead. was done in, you you did have several locations, yeah. So we had one main location when I wrote the script. I, I was writing the script mainly during quarantine uh, and it had to do with sort of my own feelings of isolation as well as like a lot of my own traumas and whatnot that I was dealing with in therapy. Um, and I am somebody that has always naturally without intending to uh, channeled my own sort of experiences through my art form. Um, so it's not like directly my story but it is still my story um a little bit and so uh so in this film it's it like i was dealing with those feelings during quarantine and so uh, i was actually living in that house that we filmed in mm. uh because my friend who owns that house the lead actress in the film she was staying with her parents in irvine and she offered me and my ex uh her place to stay um, and so during that time I was writing the film and I would walk around her house and sort of like figure out where I wanted things. So it, it helped a lot as far as like creating the energy of the space no and whatnot. No kidding, right? Yeah. 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 It and was really know exciting. that basement that felt like I had seen it before. Oh my God. That basement was a nightmare and I will tell you why. <laughs> well, because remember now, now remember that you made a oh, video you for 2020. <laughs> yes. You made a little, a little, little yeah. video for the, um, yeah. yep. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> the famous uh, basement. The famous basement. Um, that basement. I so so my friend, her name is Allison. She's the one who owns the house and she's the lead actress in the film. But she she always talks about how scared she is of that basement. Um, and when I was writing the script, I walked around the entire house, but I was so scared to go in the basement by myself. Um, and my ex never wanted to go down in the basement with me. So when I wrote the basement stuff, I never went down there. Oh. So when it came time to film it, the basement was so much smaller than I anticipated. <laughs> and so it was like, thank God we were filming on a phone because we could not have done that. With it was a literally camera. like a walk-in closet, but it was a basement. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's like, it's a crawl space basically, um, yeah. with stairs that lead down to it. So it was like, thank God we filmed this on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. It really like the phone was the only reason the basement worked. So, um, yeah, but it was, it, it ended up working really well. And that, I mean, it's a significant part of the story as you know. So, yeah. Oh, most definitely. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah keep going, keep going. So, so you did all you, you did really good on the blocking of the entire Thank you. film. Thank you. And yeah. part of it was because of that, because, and, and that also helped a lot. And, it, and because it was her house, yeah. she was very familiar with the house too. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, I think, I think, just like in planning the the storyboard and everything, like that's something that's important to me. I I really enjoy seeing how I'm going to shoot the film before I even start shooting it. Um, I wanna I wanna see like the actual story on the page, and so I I like I draw I draw out the entire storyboard. Um, and then when we are on set, I have my storyboard actually attached to my shot list so that me and, uh, I, I did, uh, the cinematography along with, uh, my fellow, um, teammate Emerson. Uh, and so like, uh, we would, we would constantly refer back to my storyboard and my shot list so that we were, um, sticking to my vision for the story and for the film. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was incredibly helpful as far as like, uh, the cinematography and the blocking and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it like, it, there was, there was definitely like, I, I did a lot of research leading up to the project because there was a specific feeling that I wanted. I knew I wanted like the feeling of isolation and I wanted the feeling of sort of like claustrophobia of her being by herself in her house. So um, I, I so. want to bring I want to bring up all the details of the research that you did. But first, OK, uh, you did a great job with the audio. Oh, thank you. Whew. That's that's. Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> I, I was really that. like, OK, you got a good. So you did you sh- you got you captured the audio externally. Yes, we we had a zoom and we had a, um, a, a attached a boom mic to it. Yeah. Um, we also have lavs. Uh, this is all stuff that we when we were uh, doing our our uh, crowdfunding our, our fundraising, we had put everything, all of our intentions, like we made it very clear to the people who contributed to our fund. Uh, where the money would go. Um, I and mean, what in detail, because I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that conversation, and yeah, you, we were, I think we were talking about microphone brands or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was super important to us that everybody knew uh, where the money was going and the equipment that we were getting. Um, and we got everything that we wanted to, which was great. Um, and so, yeah, we we did. We had professional um, audio equipment on set. Um, and we had somebody there recording the sound and then I will be honest, there are certain scenes that are, um, Oh, please uh, do be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there are certain scenes that, uh, were not our friend due to being outside and dealing with the elements. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there is a lot of ADR in the film, whether or not it is obvious that makes me happy if it's not. Um, but uh, it really the- no. See, so ADR is a part of normal filmmaking. It's just that it's expensive usually mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of a pain to have to do. Oh, it's a pain for an indie <laughs> film too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So it, you know, for indie filmmakers, it's, it's avoid, it's avoidable. If it is, then avoid it. But yeah. for the most part in every film that you watch for the most part, right. All the Hollywood yeah. films and stuff like that. I mean, they hire the pros to that's part of their budget is doing yeah. ADR. Yeah. And so they do that. So it's part of the reason why your film has, that uh, cinematic feel to it because so cinematic I know there's there's always been a, a debate what is cinematic you know 
And really, it comes down to if you just dive away from all the details of what it could be, what it couldn't be, and all this stuff, go to the top and look down from the mountain and say, I'm watching a film Mm -hmm. and this feeling... Yeah, the yeah. Feel it's like that of suspension of disbelief. Yeah, like it's that. it's kind of like I would watch this on a in a large, you know, in a theater. Uh, you know, it's that's what cinematic is. Yeah, you know. And I will say, like we did, we had we we got accepted into a festival in December, um, and we we were able to watch it in a theater yeah. um, here in LA. And, uh, and I was so nervous because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was like, is this going to hold up? I'm not sure. Um, and when I saw it on the big screen, it was one of the most incredible feelings yeah. because it was like it, it not only did it live up to it, but like there were people like we had, I I'm super grateful for the people who showed up to our screening because like, uh, I will say there was probably 40 to 60 people there and I maybe knew 10% of them. Um, and so it was like, it was, it was overwhelming. Um, the amount of people who walked up afterwards and were just like, this looked incredible for being filmed on an iPhone. So I I would call that the, the Sean Baker effect. Oh my God. And I love Sean Baker. He is one of my favorite filmmakers. So Cause it was I like, you know, with Tangerine where he showed it and it was at the end, right? When it's like, Oh, and this was shot on an iPhone and yeah. it just like yeah. blew everybody's mind. Yeah. Sean Baker's incredible. So I, I received that because I love him, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was super exciting and, and I'm, I'm grateful that it held up so well. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you, you, you did good. All right. Let, let's talk about the gritty stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Now, you have personally a connection to this film. Yes. Uh, so why don't you go you, ahead and just and just share, you know, your side of the story and then what you found out during the research and, and how much of that research you actually had to play. By the way, guys, we're putting the link to the um, to the trailer in the notes because you really need to watch it um so that you'll understand what we were actually talking about here and it'll it'll be i mean it's not like watching the entire film uh but (laughs) uh it'll give you a feel of what the film is yeah um you know uh just 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 watch the trailer okay go for it levi sure Um, so my connection, I mean, so, I mean, besides the feelings of isolation I was going through during, um, the quarantine, uh, the COVID quarantine, uh, I have some, some trauma that I've been working through with a therapist, um, uh, in regards to, uh, some family stuff. Uh, uh, I mean, am I going into that? Is that what you want me to go into? Yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable doing it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm fine I'm, with it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a psychiatrist or, or a psychologist yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But if you feel comfortable discussing your personal. Yeah, I'm totally know, fine. Yeah. Um, I've always been a bit of an open book. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, to like abbreviate to not go into like the heavy, heavy stuff. But uh, I grew up in a I'm the youngest of six, uh, six kids. My parents are still married. I'm from a very small town in Minnesota. Um, I grew up, uh, my mother is very strong, but also very flawed. I love her so much. She is truly one of my favorite humans. Um, 
And my father was uh, an abusive meth addict. Um, and so I grew up with sort of that uh, as parentals. Um, and so it has sort of found its way into a lot of my work. Um, and so in writing the script, uh, the lead character, uh, her name is Haley, the, the character's name is, uh, that is sort of the journey that I'm on now of like overcoming the, the obstacles, the grief, the, whatever, the trauma of my childhood. And then the character that I play, his name is Nikki. Um, that is sort of the journey I think I could have taken had I never left my hometown. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say that because most of the people in my hometown are drug addicts, um, and so, yeah, like it's, uh, it's, it's a very personal story for me because like it is sort of the journey that I'm on and the journey that I could have gone on. It's also a story of codependency between these two siblings because they're the only thing that they had, um, as well as sort of healing the relationship with, uh, one of the parents. So do you feel like making, turning the internal story and putting it out as a film may have helped you in some way therapeutically? Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Like one of the things that I talked to my therapist about, uh, is that like, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I have this self-awareness of what I'm going through when I go through it, because what I'm able to do is I'm able to purge those feelings in whatever my creative work is. Um, and so like, what I was processing, what I needed to process in that moment, um, I successfully did. Um, and I feel significantly better about, uh, the feelings that I had, uh, at the time of writing and sort of, um, during the production as well, because also I mean, cause you played the character. Yeah. And what I was just about to say, yeah, yeah. is that like, there's some incredibly emotional scenes, which you can attest mm -hmm. to cause you've seen it. And those feelings are incredibly real, like for both myself and my co-star, um, because she's also she's one of my close friends. And so she's very aware of sort of uh, what I've what I've gone through and what I've shared with her. So like there's some very real feelings um, in there as well. But like it definitely helped sort of purge those. Uh, but it it also made it for uh, probably a little more difficult uh, with some of the days on set where it was like you know, all of us were feeling those moments, you know? So, um, yeah. And, and direct, so you see, it's so incredible, you know, in a way, you know, just, just looking at this from the perspective of an outsider, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you had to play the outsider and the insider at the same time. As far as like directing and acting, you had to direct it. You wrote it, right? Yep. Yep. Then you, I mean, this was your movie. Yeah. And so then you, you know, you're, you're directing, you were doing some, some of the filming as well. And then, uh, you're also in charge of everything from the outside point. Yeah. And at the same time, you've got to be this character, which is difficult to play, not because it's a difficult character to play although it, it is yeah but also because there's some internal things going on yeah yeah I will say this was um the most like I've I've made uh, quite a few short films uh one other feature that was not filmed on an iPhone and then this one um without a doubt 
this was the most difficult thing I have ever done. Um, and, and I have told my team that I will never (laughs) do this again, as far as like having the team as small as we had. Um, it, I need more people on set just because I was wearing so many hats and to balance all of that. Um, it was incredibly emotional. Um, and I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're speaking very candidly here. I also like, uh, the, the internal stuff that, that, I was struggling with, uh, that, that it took me a while to get back to editing. Um, I went through a breakup. Uh, I was with my partner for nine and a half years. Um, and then we broke up shortly after finishing filming, but there was a day on set, uh, cause he helped on set that I knew it was the end of my relationship. Oh. And so that made it even more difficult because I was like, I know that this is the end. Um, and yet I have to continue to push forward and finish this project. Cause you got a uh, team too. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, when you watch the film, it's, uh, it is the scene, the final scene in the woods. Um, when I, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, yeah, but it's, don't. it's, I'm just going to say it's the final scene in the woods where I have go. a conversation with my it's, sister. It's when little red riding hood talks yeah. to the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Um, that's but so. He, let me counsel you for a second here. <laughs> <laughs> what you said, I will never do this again. Yeah. I want you to take the context of what you were experiencing with everything you just shared, uh-huh. with why you would say that. But in if you step outside of that context. You could do this many more times. Levi. Well, I mean, you are so talented as a director. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, and as a storyteller. And I didn't mean I will never direct a film again or anything like that because I already have. The no, but I think you could do it with even on. three people. You would do great. Oh, you just Lord. it just wouldn't be you wouldn't want to do something yeah. as courageous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much what you smaller. Did. I think a lot smaller on that. If yeah. it was just three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but my my producer on this project, who is absolutely incredible. And she and I like it's funny the way we found each other, because like she's she's a friend of a friend. And then when I finished the script, I was very proud that I finished the script and I posted it online. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I finished the script for my feature. Um, she messaged me and she's like. I'm a producer and I would love to produce this. Nice. Um, and, and she hadn't read it. We didn't really know each other. Um, but we have become, she's one of my best friends now. And I've told her, I'm like, you are my producer on every project moving forward. And she was like, girl, I am there. So like, nice. yeah, so, so, um, yeah, uh, it's, it helps to have a team that is incredibly supportive. And so like moving forward, like I don't want a team as small as the one that I had. And granted, mm-hmm. I will say one of the reasons we kept it so small was because we were still coming out of COVID. Yeah. Um, so we needed to be safe. Um, so we had like a team of eight. Um, but in the future, uh, I want a bigger team so that I don't feel so stretched thin. No, um, of course. Yeah. And yeah. you, you also, <laughs> You also want to be able to like breathe, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I, you know, I, I told you when I met so when we were talking before the zoom thing and I was like, after the tea, because again, you, so there was, there was, um, um, I, I, 
I have to share this with our the people that are listening, which the whole thing is sharing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that there was so much production value on the tea because this Excellent. is like the Renaissance times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so from the costumes, the house, the furniture, you, you know, and then the um, the color grading that you did, yeah, you know, was also, you know, it, it was all done so well. Thank and, you very much. Yeah. And I and I told you, you did such a good job with that film. Yeah. Um, and why? Why aren't you doing a feature film? You're ready for it, right? Well, look at that. We just did one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm glad you took the advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The peer pressure paid off. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, you. I and I and I see. You know. I mean, it's it's. There's no film that's ever perfect. Yeah. Um, oh Lord. But you know, you. It took me a long time to not just see the flaws. Um, and I will say I probably up until the screening, all I saw was the flaws and then the screening happened and the response was incredible or the, the, the premiere at the festival. But you're so Um, emotionally connected to the art. Yeah. And that's what my producer kept saying to me. She's like, you need to step away because like you are your own worst critic and you, you right now you're only seeing the flaws because of how much that's the artist. And, and that's what, uh, what I'm trying to say is the fact that you completed it and finished it anyways. Yeah. It's very hard because one thing is to make a film, you know, it's one of the reasons why (laughs) you want people during the production to get paid you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because once it goes into post, God only knows what can happen there. And yeah. when you're really concentrating on the details of your film, the audio, which is the last part, is always the most nightmarish thing. Yeah. Uh, along with, you know, and you had, you know, we need to talk about this a little bit. You had some special effects and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. All those things together, there's many, there are Many, many, many more films that, that that you guys can imagine that never make it past the production. Yeah. And as an artist, you know, with any project that you do, you know, that's a work of art, um, you get very emotional about the fact that it can't be done the way you want to. I mean, yeah. remember when you were like three years old and you pick up the colored pencil or the crayon or whatever and yeah. you're like... I can't stay within the lines. That was always my problem. Um, Absolutely. And you get frustrated and then you just Mm -hmm. go, that's it. Forget it then. You know, Mm -hmm. you can have a fit and never finish your film. Levi, with everything that you went through to make that film, not to mention on top of it, the pandemic. Yeah. uh, The breakup, the everything. And you still finished it. Man, bravo. Thank you. I I genuinely appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was a process, but I am I the one thing I'm grateful for is how stubborn I am. Um, I I am just genuinely like I there's nothing else I want to do with my life other than create and be a storyteller and be a filmmaker. Um, And so uh, that's what I love about you. Yeah, but it, 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 it worked out in this in this in this situation because it is definitely the reason that I pushed so hard and 
And one of my friends actually, she pointed out, I think it was Eddie Izzard has a quote that's, I don't know if it's Eddie Izzard, but there's somebody has a quote where it's basically like, um, every artist has a point where, uh, the work that they create is not at the quality that they, um, that they want it to be. Uh, but they create anyway. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's sort of where I'm at where it's like, there were little things when I watched the film, I still see mistakes. Um, and that's just because it's, it is who I am and, and you know, I'm a perfectionist. Uh, but I can also watch the film and I can go, Jesus, we, we did that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like this didn't exist. And now there's like a deeply personal, spooky, scary movie uh, that exists now. And it's more than just what's on the surface. You know, it's more than just being a scary movie. It's also about these other things, you know? So yeah, yeah. good storytelling, right? Yeah. A real, yeah. a real story behind it. I, yeah. I love the stories behind the stories too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the special effects and everything else sure. that went into Absolutely. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so when we were, uh, raising the money for it, I knew, uh, when we shot the concept trailer, I did the makeup for uh, the creature in our film, the the old hag. She's the the demon that visits the the sleep paralysis demon that visits our lead character. Um, I did her makeup for the uh, concept trailer, um, and then uh, we raised money during the the fundraising so that I could hire a professional makeup artist, um, one who had an indie rate, so that I, you know, didn't have to like give right. her the entire <laughs> fund that we got. Yeah. Uh, so she had an indie rate and she was great. She, she, she took what I did in the concept trailer and she heightened it, which was really exciting. And then, uh, and then she and I had talked about the other characters that needed special effects, uh, leading up to filming. Uh, so she knew what I wanted. Um, and then there was this beautiful, when I was writing the script, I found this beautiful mask on Etsy. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's called a blind mask and it's called a blind mask only because the eyes are fully covered, but you can still see through the mask if you're wearing it. Um, but I found this mask and I was like, this is what our demon will be wearing. Um, and so I informed her, you know, this is the mask I want to use. Um, and we talked about sort of what I wanted from that character, uh, because he's sort of feeding on the lead character throughout the film. Uh, and so like we wanted it to always center back to his mouth. And so what we ended up doing is we really, uh, accentuated that by having blood from his mouth all the way down his chest and all the way down to his stomach. Um, so, uh, so it's this really gruesome sort of creepy looking ominous figure, um, who visits her. And so, yeah, like, uh, like she ended up being during production, the most expensive thing, the, the makeup artist. What about uh, in post-production? Cause you had some serious, um, you had to manipulate everything. You had to color grade everything. So I actually edited myself. I know that's like so, so, and you also did all the drawings, right? I did. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I, so I'm a visual artist as well. And so, um, and one of the things I've been wanting to do, uh, is I've wanted to incorporate my visual art into a film. Um, uh, but I never could think or figure out how to work it in. And so with this story, it fits so well. 
um, when I was writing the script that I, I was like, I will absolutely be doing this. That is something I will say I did regret when it came time to actually, um, to actually get started because I felt crunched as far as like the time to put into the visual art that would appear in the film. Um, had I had more time, I do think that I could have had some stronger images. Uh, and this is just my own personal. Yeah. I was going to say, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but, uh, but it worked out like it, 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 it still, it reads well and it works well for the film. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so like my producer bought that sketchbook and then I went to town just creating as many things as I could, <laughs> um, before we started filming. Um, and I, what I, about I, the demon book? Cause the cover uh, oh, on I, that was pretty interesting too. Yeah. So I did a lot of research ahead of time as far as like wanting to have a specific demon book, a, a specific type of demon book for, uh, for the film. Uh, and this is the, the book that the paranormal investigator, uh, pulls out mm-hmm. in the film. Um, and I found a book that I liked, but it was called, I want to say it was called the encyclopedia of demons. And I thought that sounded <laughs> really stupid. There's so, an encyclopedia uh, of demons. I How think awesome. Actually, I have it. Must be interesting. It. Oh, I thought it was in front of me, but that's the sketchbook. I still have the sketchbook. It's literally right in front of me. Uh, but the demon book uh, is it's uh, it was called the Encyclopedia of Demons. And I took sandpaper and I sanded off the encyclopedia of. And so it just said demons. And then I I found a symbol online of uh, various demons and demonology. And I actually drew that myself on the cup. Um, so yeah. Uh, and that's actually something that happened a lot with our project. Um, my producer would buy like the pencil box that, yeah. Um, we just found a wooden pencil box off of Amazon and then I, uh, distressed it and I made it look older and I designed the symbols that would go on the cover of it. Um, and so it was, it was definitely a labor of love in that, like, Every aspect of this film is my producer. I have and to say this. I just have to. This is going to sound really corny, but the devil is in the details. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's that's something that always matters to me, too, is the details. Like, I, I am truly a perfectionist, probably to a detrimental point sometimes, but uh, but it makes me prouder of my work when I'm finished with it. So, um, so I am, I'm genuinely incredibly proud of this project because, because so much of it came from so many people. Like it wasn't just me, like, like, like even decorating the set every day. Like I, my, my team was diligent and worked so hard and like, you know, like there, it may not be, obvious to you as a viewer but like me as the filmmaker like we had a haze machine to really create the atmosphere of these scenes um because that adds sort of a heaviness to the energy and it really like helped us build on the psychology of this character who's feeling depressed in her house like the heaviness so yeah um, i noticed the the change on that um, yeah. In some of the scenes, you know, like from her dream and when she yeah. was down and how bright it was when yes. her brother, especially in from the opening scenes. Yep. 
And that was all on purpose. Like yeah. it was like the scenes that I am in, we wanted it to be very saturated and very bright. And then every dream sequence, it's very bright and very saturated. And then when she's in the real world, there's a heaviness and a haze and a, it's much less saturated. Um, oh, and, and the film just gets darker as it goes Oh, yeah. Along. Oh, it really Gradually. does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so. that's not easy to do. I'm on all that. I'm so I, happy. Of course I did. And and of course I realized it was done on purpose. Um, but yeah, it had that effect. And then, you know, again, that, that first scene is very bright. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even even when she looks at the window. You Which know, moment? The one, so um, she's, she's watering or she's starting to water. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And she looks at the window. That I just yep. don't want to give away too no, yeah, much. I think good. it's I in know, the trailer, though, but you can't is, tell yeah. exactly when that happens. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, and then they go for a walk and all these things. And it's very bright. It's a beautiful setting, beautiful yeah. uh, neighborhood, right? Yeah, and it's a beautiful neighborhood. The, the, yeah. the funny thing about it is because it was, I'm sure that was shot during the pandemic unless you bribed all your neighbors to stay inside and you know i have no idea that was a nightmare <laughs> that I mean, that was like filming on a street like it is a quiet ish street but the like we we had we we actually we shot it one day and then i watched the footage back and we had to reshoot the entire scene <laughs> uh but so so we actually shot that twice we had a pickup day and and we shot that scene again on the pickup day so did you have um, lawnmowers and we had lawnmowers, we had construction, we had cars going by. There was one guy who was on a motorcycle nearby and he kept revving the engine. Oh, no. I mean, like if you watch the dailies, if you watch any of the footage back, you just see me and my my cameraman at that time because I'm in that scene. So he's he's recording. But we just keep looking at each other and we keep going, fuck. You know, <laughs> so. I was working on this one film and um, the people, it, again, when you're picking neighborhoods, right? Uh, yeah. The guy, every time he would hear from across the street, right, that, oh, they're being really quiet now. They must be filming. Uh-huh. And so he would start with his little weed whacker. It's just like, why? I, why? Because, so you have to inform, you, you know, some people may not know yeah. this, but you have to inform your neighbors that you're going to be filming. Yeah. You know, it's it's not only polite, it's practically required. I mean, I will say the reason we did not is because um, there are specifically oh. because we're in L.A. Yeah, there are permits and insurance right. and costs that that come into effect. Um, and that would have made our budget beyond what we could afford. So we really did film this guerrilla style. Yeah. Um, and so like we were trying to be as non LA is such a different possible. animal when it comes it really to this is, because yeah. it's really all about the, you know, that you're intrusive, you're, you're, you're in the way of public activity. You yeah. Know, people have the right to walk up and down a sidewalk without having to go around a camera and things like that. Yeah. Which is why yeah. tripods get you into trouble. Yeah. Um, but. And Greta, we had it on a gimbal yeah, when we shot this. Yeah. And um, that, that's fine. You know, nobody really complains about things like that. But in LA, yeah. they're just trying to get. I don't know. More like, money. Like, yeah. Uh, it, like, people can call the police. The like, mayor of L.A. is going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Susie! <laughs> 
I hear you're encouraged. But I hear this. from you remember um oh you didn't meet him yet. Uh Steve, Stephen um Palmer Peterson, he's one of the judges uh for one of the competitions this year. Okay. And he said, you know, in New York, because he, he works out of New York and L.A. And okay. he says in New York, it's um, a lot easier to film. Mm. You know, it's just yeah. a lot easier. And I think it also has to do with um, the tourism that happens oh, for there. Sure. As opposed to, and you'd yeah. think that tourism would be, but it's not, it's a different kind of tourism in L.A. Yeah. It's people looking for Hollywood stuff. Yeah. And Whereas in New York, they're it's historical. You know, There's a lot yeah. of historical, you know, in yeah. museums and all sorts of things. And yeah, you know, yeah. And in San Diego, it's all about fish tacos. So hell yeah, love me some <laughs> fish tacos. <laughs> so so yeah, you did a really good job with the After Effects. You did a great Excellent. job with the Excellent. with the sound and good. Um, now guys, I. If it doesn't get selected, we're still going to con Levi to come to the film festival because he's a neighbor. <laughs> um, That's true. But, um, you know, I hope it does. And I hope we get to, you know, we get to celebrate it there with you on yeah. the on the big we screen of the film yeah. festival. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, just just a little bit about. So you have you had the demon and you had the old hag. You had the, I mean, you really did this with a small cast. It's just yeah. the production value that I was kind of referring to. First, you have great acting, right? Mm -hmm. You have all those little details of all those little with the props and things like that that you had. Um, you also had the locations. You really went all in on making the locations, the locations for the scenes that literally dressed them up. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And and that's something that comes, I think, from your experience with the tea. I feel like I'm giving you a podcast review of your film here. <laughs> uh, but that comes from the tea, where yeah. you had to, you know, dress that entire thing up in the way that it, that it was. I know that you had a little help because the house, you know, was, you know, had the furniture and stuff. But you yeah. still had to set that up and you had to dress the part play the parts and there's a lot of little details in that <laughs> I, yeah i still just love that <laughs> that no i that, that it is yeah that's that's it is that is my favorite short film that yeah. i've done and the uh -huh. way you run in that film and uh whenever <laughs> i see that i mean i was playing it back and forth a yeah. few times because oh my god that was, makes me happy. That was that was a, that was a very specific choice. I yeah, don't even so. know how. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you have to really know how to do that. It was so that's classic. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. That, I mean, I was a theater major, so I think that that's probably where that comes <laughs> from is being able to sort of like throw myself into a character yeah. uh, without worrying of looking ridiculous. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, other thing in theater versus film that you're being recorded. Right. Yeah. People can yeah. watch it at will, at free will. Whereas on stage, it happens once. It happens once. You, if you're not watching, you'll miss it. And good yeah. luck and have a nice day. Right. After. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's really good. Um, yeah. So again, so you had you had your demon, you had your hag, mm -hmm. you had your sister, you, and then you had the. Um, I keep calling her a mind reader. The paranormal investigator. Yes, the paranormal yeah. investigator. But and really the voice of the, the mother, and then you had yeah. the father. And then there was uh, so 
So, okay. So when I wrote the script, I knew I was writing it for myself and my friend, Allison. Like I knew as I was writing it, this is who this, this film is for. Um, and then, uh, in an early draft, I had quite a few more demons. Um, and then, uh, I have a team that I work with regularly. Um, and we would do read throughs of the script. Uh, and then they'd give me their opinions, um, and I would take their opinions and I would make adjustments if I agreed with them or I'd ignore anything that I was like, well, that's just an opinion. Um, and one of the best pieces of advice that I got from one of my friends, Melissa, uh, she said, um, I think you need to kill some of your darlings because I think it is uh, losing the focus that I think you're intending. And she was right. And so I went through and I got rid of all of the other demons except for the sleep paralysis demon and the male demon at the end. Um, and, uh, and I already had cast those two roles as well. Like I knew that my friend Bethany would be playing the old hag and I knew that my friend Emerson would be playing the male demon, the masked demon. Um, so that's just like, that's my production team. From there, we did have to do some casting outside of ourselves. Um, so I did post on Actors Access uh, as to find somebody to play the paranormal investigator. Um, I had a few people that I knew that were submitting. And I will say, I actually wrote it for a friend, that role as well. I did write that for a friend, but she uh, she's older. She's in her 50s. Uh, but she uh, was going through some stuff in her life that she was unable to uh take the part at that time. And so we, uh, we went ahead and we posted on actors access. I think we had like, I want to say like 15 to 20 women audition. And then we had like maybe eight callbacks. Um, but the woman who ended up getting cast was a classmate of the lead. Uh, my friend, Allison was a classmate of hers from Beverly Hills playhouse. And she, I mean, the moment she came in, first of all, she, nailed she, it. <laughs> she nailed it, but she also, she suffers from sleep paralysis as does oh. my lead actress. Like both of them are, they suffer from sleep paralysis. So they knew sort of the energy, um, and sort of what I was going for. And the moment we did a read through with her name is Lisa Gay, the actress who plays the paranormal investigator. Um, the moment we did, uh, a read through with her, when we finished, I looked at my team. Uh, we had a woman who was doing casting with us and then my producer and then Allison. We all looked at each other and we were like, it's her. Like, there's nobody else for this role. Um, and so we cast her. And then there's one other role. Uh, oh, the mother, who is another friend of mine. Um, and she's just a friend that I'd been wanting to get involved. I, I Like, she's she is an actress. She's originally from Utah. She moved to L.A. to be an actress. And then she hasn't really been acting for a while. And I've been wanting to get her into something. Yeah. Um, so when I asked her to do this, she was more than excited to do it. Um, and that was super exciting to have her on set. And I plan on using her on screen in a future project. Um, but uh, the other role was the there's I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but there's there's I'm, I'm not going to, but there's one other role that appears on screen and it's a small role, um, but it's significant to the story. 
Um, and, uh, that is somebody who we also, uh, I mean, I ended up casting out of somebody that I knew because I had a specific look I was going for. Um, and she actually wrote the end credits song as well. I reached out, she's, she's an incredible musician and I reached out to her and I said, would you be willing to write a song for the credits? And she said, no, but I do have a song that I think will work. And she sent it to me and I was like, girl. Yeah, that's so I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say that song was was really nice. Right. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. 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 And so uh, so See, I, another I mean, thing that adds production value. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the film is very well done. I think it's really impressive. And and I and I think Levi, you're you're gonna, you know, just remember us little people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're in the heart of it, yeah, which is good. And you've you know you used to live somewhere else, and you made that big move to go there, yeah. And you know you've got your you've got your family. As a matter of fact, I think it was the. Um, the name of the other podcast was something like it takes a yeah it takes yeah, a village takes, to make mm-hmm. a movie yeah you know and, and i talked about chosen family a lot mm-hmm. in that yeah yeah and so see guys you think that you know that i'd forget about these conversations i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're with me they're in my heart Absolutely. yeah um yeah it's it's talking to friends you know and yeah. sometimes some of our guests i meet them on the podcast uh, but it's it's that connection because we share this together, you know, yeah. this, this passion for making films and, yeah. and creating and this whole thing is it's a really, really neat place to be, you know, um, yeah. it, it really is. And the thing is, like, it's kind of like I would say to someone who builds houses, right? Uh, that, I mean, I mean, I know (laughs) it's not really comparable, but (laughs) in a sense, you know, someone who builds houses where they drive every day for the rest of their life, as long as the house hasn't burned down, I'm so cruel. Um, and and the house is there, you know, and they show their kids, they know that they, dad built the house and then one day it's the grandkids, Mm -hmm. you know, and Hey, you know, my, my dad, your grandpa, you know, build that house, you know, it's kind of that same thing the the pride that happens when you create something like a feature film yeah. or a short film or music video or a song or whatever it is. When, when we get to record it, I've always had this fascination with recording things mm. um, because they're there forever. It's like taking a piece of time and, and yeah. there it is, you know, And with a movie, you you fabricate it in a way. You construct Mm -hmm. this thing. It's Mm -hmm. there forever. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not, but you can download this episode. And no matter what happens to this podcast in the future, you'll have the episode. episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will say that's that's one of the things that I appreciate is uh, I have another friend who like once we completed the film, I I have a hard time sort of celebrating my victories. Like I am constantly like focused on how I can improve something or what's the next step or, you know. Yeah. And I had a friend who was like, take a minute and like recognize that you just completed a film that will exist well beyond your life. Exactly. And I was like, whew, 
like okay yeah so so yeah like that was a that was kind of a a cool moment to take in and be like okay like this yeah this will this will exist beyond me so yeah yeah you know families take family photos you know they yeah. go to disneyland take family photos and they shoot some little home videos and things like that uh we had a family in our very first inaugural film festival it was a mom with her kids uh they shot a a movie, a, a little narrative film. It was so cute. Okay. Um, and they got to walk the red carpet together, take photos, you know, all these things. Yeah. And that, you know, those kids are now teenagers or something like that. Yeah. Now, and it's like that. They're going to remember that forever. Yeah. Well, and they get to play it back forever. Yeah. See? Yeah. And it's just That's such really a, sweet. Yeah. It, it's such a memorable thing. I mean, I encourage more families to make movies together it also helps you connect you know Uh, and it's like it's a creative way to like channel whatever you know like whatever story you want to tell or it's just a creative fun thing to do you know it really is and like i said it just it it like all of a sudden family members just like friends you know who are working on films together all of a sudden it's like did you know that you're really good at this yeah. I didn't know that you were really good at this until, yeah. well, I didn't know I was good at that until I had to yeah. do it, you know? So mm-hmm. it's a really good experience, um, not to get into the whole family thing, but that's why we call our film crew our family. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And making more films together. So um, after April, after our film festival, I expect you to start working on your next film i've already started i've already started the outline yeah so it's like it's 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 like it's in the works it's and it is a feature um but uh, but i'm a little intimidated to get started (laughs) but like more than what i have like i i have the the outline um but it's a lot to to jump off again (laughs) wow well maybe you can share a little bit at the at the film festival yeah 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 for sure all right is there anything else that we need to talk about i mean no i think i think the big thing what i said last time too is like don't wait around for permission just like do it you know just just make the art and create the art and tell the story that you want to tell because your voice is the most important thing that you have. Um, and so like really embrace that and, and tell your story, you know? Um, I want you guys to follow Levi, uh, follow paralysis on Instagram. It's at, um, paralysis, the film. Yep. That's correct. And it's the same. You did um, your homework. I'm, I did. I'm actually yeah. looking at that right now because I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, also on Facebook, it's Paralysis the Film. Yep. And then let's see. Uh, Twitter, it's Levi Austin M. If if yep. you're still going to Twitter. Yeah. Um, so and, many people jump ship. <laughs> yeah. So many people are yeah. just, they locked their accounts too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Levi Austin Morris dash filmmaker is his YouTube channel where you can yeah. see the other films. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to the trailer here. I've already got it here, but I'm going Excellent. to add, um, the zoom panel, uh, that we did I call it a yeah. zoom panel. Uh, it's actually a smartphone and storytelling film, uh, panel that we did. 
Um, it was an event that ended up um, ended up being a, a, a virtual event that took place on January 6th during yeah. the during the oh lord the big yeah, event during the during the falling apart of our country i know and <laughs> yeah. I, I was literally like wow but no none of us brought it up which was great yeah um <laughs> and um and uh and the other thing is that i'll also add here is the link for the tea Excellent. Because I just keep raving about that, I mean, and I think people should watch it. And it's a fun movie. I appreciate that, yeah. Have a few good laughs after the big scares of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Levi, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. And uh, say goodbye to our listeners. Well, goodbye and uh, create, man. Just, just get off your butts and create. <laughs>